For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome back to Hack City, Joe DeLeo and Sean Anderson, two former college football players from the University of Rhode Island. Today, we're going to be talking about the action from FBS Week 12. Not a lot of big games, but still some pretty crazy outcomes. All that coming up and more on today's show. I got Sean. I got to see Sean this weekend, which was which was a nice... Uh, you didn't get me. You what said, I got Sean. I got to see Sean. I got uh, to see you. You were nice delighted with my presence this weekend. Yeah, as well, I was with yours. Maybe we'll have uh, some takeaways. I still can't get over the fact that that guy clapped when I stood up and I banged my head on the train. I forgot That's about still, that. That still is one of the most just only in New Jersey, man. Only in New Jersey does that happen when you're on the public transit going from New York to New Jersey. Does somebody clap when you bang your head standing up on the train? Well, we were rather raucous, so I can understand we why. Weren't. We were laughing and talking, but we weren't loud. I've been on trains with loud people. That uh, was we were loud cool. enough. Just because I, 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 I knew we were loud. loud enough. Who cares? I don't. I thought it was funny that you bashed your head. I almost started clapping with him. You're a dick. That was All right. awesome. <laughs> uh, can you tell our listeners about Bet Online before we get into these games? Oh, God. Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, what did I talk about on the FCS show that released earlier today? Uh, some bets that I was going to make for Sunday. Let's check in on if they hit. No, they didn't. Oh, but I had a good time. My, my massive parlay that had, uh, I think it was like three, 300,000 or 3,000 odds. It, it was $4 to win 300. Did not the, hit. The Chargers. And Brandon Staley. Uh, it's your fault. The experiment has ended. Find a coach that can work with Justin Herbert. Because they draft offensive linemen. They sign defensive players. They do everything they need to do. And they don't cover. Regardless, if you like being able to come to grips with your own reality, and I think gambling lets you know more about football. Because you're so tuned in. You get to see all the little things that could make you lose a bet. And then you end up learning something. I think it's educational. Head to the head to bed. Head to the bed. Give me a new copy, Cam. God, <laughs> take the typos out. Stop telling me that you picked up two new followers from Bowie. I don't care. Head to bed online today and remember to use our promo code Believe for your fifty percent off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. He's highlighting plenty in the email. Fix the read. I mean, he's just he's just living his life. You gotta stop stop going after him. All right. So, Sean, talking about these games first, I wanna 
the two that we're going to get to are Georgia, Tennessee, Washington, Oregon, and then we're going to just have some other thoughts from the weekend. I, look, we could sit here and do the bit with Georgia and glaze them. I do that on Rafino and Joe, and it, it works to tremendous success. Does that work on this channel for some reason? Um, I love Carson Beck. I, I get more and more excited watching him. My main takeaway, and I had a pretty funny post in relation to this, I, I don't get why we allowed ourselves to get duped into the Joe Milton hype. He, to me, is somebody who I compared him to Talia Tagovailoa, where over the last three seasons, four seasons, every year has been the year that they were going to go just pop off. Every single year we've talked about Joe Milton, Joe Milton. Joe Milton's going to be this, this crazy player. What the hell did he do in this game? He had some errant, inconsistent, all-over-the-place throws throughout this game. And I would argue if it wasn't for his performance, game might have been closer. You know, Jalen Wright had that long rushing touchdown. There might have been a world where we could have seen Tennessee play this game a little closer if they had a competent quarterback playing quarterback for him. Tennessee stinks. They stink, Joe. Wait, wait. Georgia does. They got a talented running back and a good defensive line. They, they're a little better than stinks. They stink because of Joe Milton. No, they stink as a whole. The SEC is weak this year. It was a year to if it, you're not making the CFP with Georgia and Alabama, and even with Alabama down, you're still not making the CFP if you're Tennessee. But you could come in third overall. You could maybe make a New York. You, you could make a big bowl game, and instead of doing whatever you're going to do in December, they stink. They are middle of the pack, and this is why I told everybody. When the new scheduling format was released, everybody was all up in arms about Tennessee and how they got cupcake with Vanderbilt. They're not cupcake. They are. They were right on that dividing line of eight and eight, seven and seven, whatever it was. They're right on that bubble. Next year, maybe they'll be right over the bubble in the upper half. This year, they're in the bottom half. I don't care what their record is. They're not that good. They stink. That's where they'll reside. They had a fun year last year. Everyone's going to say it's fun. I found it to be really fun. They're yeah. not. If you're going to stink, be fun. They're neither. They're they're just they're just not a top half SEC team when they should be top four. I I think what what just gets so perplexing with them is that you've got a coach who runs an offense that is capably so potent. Like they, they can do some really nice things. We saw that last year, like schematically right. it's very creative and we're just watching him trot out this guy. Who's just got a huge cannon of an arm and has no idea. He's like spraying a fire hose is what it is. He's just spraying a fire hose. It's, I don't even know how to, it's like an all it's, I, I think there's a world where Joe Milton might be an offensive lineman. I, I really do. And what I mean by that is, is that anyone who's played football in college knows you know, when you're all dicking around before practice, you know, during the walkthrough days when you got no pads on, guys are just throwing the ball around. And what usually happens, and you you were one of these people that would do this, the offensive and defensive linemen would line up on the far end of the field. And they would both take turns just seeing who could throw the ball the furthest. I, I, Joe Milton throws the ball like an offensive lineman. He throws the ball like he would be playing Thank defensive you. end or left tackle because he's ripping it. The thing can go far, and a lot of offensive linemen can throw further than you would think. But he's got no touch, he's got nothing. I'm glad that stuck with you. I, I it's a great I do play. have. I, by the way, that was one of my favorite things about practice. I do have the nickname of uh, Mr. Rocket Arm. That's true. I do have. A, I do have a cannon. I'll always have a cannon. 
I sometimes I had to muscle it. Sometimes it was it was nice and whippy. I was actually when I was back home, uh, uh, I think last week, maybe two weeks ago, I was just over getting dinner or something or picking something up. And uh, the next door neighbor from my parents is now like in ninth grade or something like that. Mm. So he's like playing a bunch of or he's in eighth grade. He's playing a bunch of sports. They got a football net. They got a football. Man, I'm slinging it. I'm in the fr- just in the cul de sac, just slinging it, just ripping and, you know, it at this poor dumb kid. He's got a live arm, and I wasn't really, I wasn't really ripping it at him. But I'm telling you, I, I, I think I, I, it, it, the arm didn't go anywhere. It's still a bazooka attached to this right shoulder. Okay, just a heads up. I'm just but, keeping you informed. But do, but do I do you at least think that there's I, some merit look, to what I'm saying here? I think there is. I'm in the wrong position. He has had enough time. To be better. Just be better. That's all. That's all anyone really asks. Just be a little bit better than the week before. And if you maxed out, then we figure out when you maxed out. And that's your level. I think he maxed out in that god-awful season that he had at at Michigan. That was the ceiling. Then that's what it was. Then that's his ceiling. And we shouldn't have expected as much. We should not have expected more. Sometimes, though, we've seen it now. The new location can help in that first year. If it does, if it doesn't come that apparent that that quickly, then it's not going to work. And that's what we saw. Bonex worked immediately. DJU didn't really work immediately. We know. We we saw it. We we're going to talk have, about it in a sec. We have the blueprint. So he's been maxed out. Then if that's if that's if your analysis is that he was best, M- Michigan. That's where he was, and we all if, got duped. If I'm his trainer or his agent, I am telling him to do his whole pre-draft at tight end. All of it. He needs to play a position that requires less decision-making. He, he, he And that sounds like I'm being negative, but I've seen enough. Like we, we, this is what we're getting at here. We've seen enough. And I don't, I don't know why we're spending so much time on Tennessee. It kind of ended up happening that way, but... I've seen enough. The guy's not a quarterback. He's not a capable quarterback. He's kind of like Logan Thomas. Reminds me a lot of Logan Thomas. Uh-huh. Logan Thomas had a cannon. He was a big, big kid. He's a pretty good tight end right now for the commanders. If he was smart, he would make that flip. I will just to direct us quickly back to Georgia before we transition to the next game. I mean, Carson Beck just looks great. I I, I don't I don't know. I, I continue. We say the same thing every show, man. What, like, what's going to stop him? Where's the weak point? I don't see a single weak point. That dude has grown into the offense, and it happens so quickly with an offensive coordinator turnover. It, it, it's just impressive. And, and that machine in Athens is unstoppable. Right now, at this moment, there's not a team this year there's not a team last year. The only team in the last couple of years that could have competed with them was the last two Georgia championship teams. Those are the only two teams that would have given this team a run. That's I don't a good care take. about. <laughs> I don't care about anybody else in the CFP since LSU, since their championship. It doesn't matter. When Alabama won it, did they win it in 20? I think so. I don't care. They're not beating this Georgia team. They're not. It's it's impressive that the machine keeps getting bigger and bigger and stronger while they continue to lose so much talent to the next level. Speaking of a team that seemingly gets stronger every single week, Washington edges out Oregon State. And you and I, I think, are on the same wavelength when it comes to Washington. I aptly titled this 
the stream that just Washington continues to find where they just keep winning. They, they do. just keep winning. And I think what's impressive about them, and I, I, I've compared them to that TCU team last year where they just kept winning games that you were, you were watching them and you're thinking to yourself, they're going to go down. They're going to lose. Oh, these, this doesn't look good. Oregon State had the ball in two situations where they should have closed that game out. They should have gone down the field. They should have scored. Outside of the fact that like schematically and the way that they play the game and the adjustments that they make is conducive to winning football games, they have the one unquantifiable aspect. They just got the juice, man. They're the magic team. You don't want to crown them the magic team, but they're the magic team. Um, I'm getting closer. You know, Dan made a really good, and it ties into Wetzel, uh, into Washington. Dan made a good point about Texas. He said this year's Texas team is so is more impressive than years past because they keep on winning. And Texas teams from years past would have crumbled by now. They would have had another bad loss. They would have found a way to get themselves out of the entire picture by now. It can still happen. I'm not saying it can't still happen. Washington, similar, uh, especially in the Pac-12, knowing what they do to each other out West, knowing just the backstabbing, sabotage, the spoiler. Nobody likes to play spoiler more than the Pac-12. And they've risen above it this year. They have risen above it, and they have earned a spot in the top four. They have earned a spot over the winner between Ohio State and Michigan. They do. They have earned it. Good for them. Obviously, now with the Florida State, they're not going to make it, unfortunately, because how are you going to pick Florida State with a backup against? Well, if they win out, if they they win out, I'll respect it. But they got to beat Florida, and then they got to beat Louisville. Washington just needs to keep, and it's so hard to sustain it because you haven't had an opportunity to really blow it and learn from that. The closest they had was Arizona State. They make it ner- they make you nervous in every game. But that's the closest. Maybe they learned enough from it. I'm just hoping that down the stretch they can keep trucking because all I want to do is see this Washington offense. And then at times the Washington defense can stand up, but it, the Washington offense mm-hmm. going against some of these elite teams just to see how good they are. It's like that post that we see every now and again. It just keeps on getting recirculated. Man, they should have an Olympics for people where all drugs are allowed. I want to see how high a human really can jump. I want to see uh, what this Washington offense can really do. I want because that's going to help me rate it when I see them against non-Pac-12 defenses that aren't that's Michigan good, State. Before someone jumps at me, that's a that's a good point. I it actually we're not really going to get to truly know what they are unless we get that opportunity to see them play in the playoff. Because they've already played Oregon, and depending and on how they play against Oregon, it's Washington. Oregon is in like a completely different universe than yeah. in regular college football, especially yeah. this year. It's a, it's its own universe. I gotta say this though, I, I don't. A lot of people, and and I think I've even has gone as far as to say it on this show that I, I think that Oregon wins the next time they play each other. But I I don't. I think so too. I no, but I don't think it's a foregone conclusion. I, I, no. I don't. I, it's just gut. It's just gut because they came so close last time, and we saw the just coaching mistakes. That's all we saw. We didn't see lack of execution. We saw coaching decisions, and we expect the coaches to be so, better all right, when let me, get let me, another matchup. Let me throw a brain twister here at okay, you. Okay, sure. So, so one might argue, minus the coaching mistakes, Oregon played better than Washington that day, and they beat Washington that day. 
right? That's te technically somebody can make that argument. So yeah. my counterpoint is, is that technically Washington lost that first time, but they still snuck out with a win. So then the, the next time that they play, they have the advantage of being the team that lost the first time. That doesn't make any goddamn you sense. Twisted I me no up. I'll give you that. I'll give you credit. You twisted me up. I have no idea what I, I just tried to say. Track it. I was able to track though. I was able to track. Um, My point is that they played poorly the first time, and I think if a team, they I don't think they played poorly. I think I don't, that they think, I don't think Washington I think that Michael that was probably Michael Penix one of Michael Penix's weaker games this year. Oh, minus no, the no, played no. in a torrential downpour. Oh, I, it's not the bottom three. What what I'm getting at here is that they have correctable mistakes. What else does Oregon need to do differently? Minus just make decisions in tight spots. Michigan or Washington knows what they need to fix now. What can Oregon fix that gives them the edge? Man, I, you know what? I got your ass there. You didn't get me anywhere. You didn't get me. Oregon just plays tough, man. Maybe they play tougher. Maybe Bo Nix throws for another touchdown. By the Maybe way, they convert more. By the way, down. by uh, the way, we need to have this conversation right now. It was making me think about this. I didn't write this down. The insane debates that are happening right now over the the, the Heisman conversation oh, God. are ridiculous. the The sphere of people that are not watching games outside of their own teams or not any of the games at all are slowly creeping into this debate. And they're just looking at the stats. There are people, and there was some idiot who's an Oregon pun, and I don't even feel like checking his name, who said some shit like Michael Penix or uh, Jane Daniels wouldn't would hold a clipboard at Washington or Oregon. And he's a Heisman voter. This guy's a Heisman voter, and he said that. But there's a lot of people out there that are doing all this stuff like, wow, look at all this the stat line that that uh, he had against Arizona State for Bo Nix. I'm and sure. Like, are we going to do this right now? Like Gene Daniels statistically oh, is God, one of the most go. ridiculous seasons. I'm just, I'm just saying. I know he just had. What he just have another eight touchdowns? I, I know, and I know who's yelling at you about Jaden Daniels. I, I'm aware. I, I'm kind of in the boat on Jaden Daniels, though. So am I. I got you. I, this race is a who cares race to me uh, because it's not just head to head. They've all earned it up to this point. I don't think there's any stolen valor if it's Daniels or if it's Penix. Or if it's Knicks, uh, whoever. I, I think uh, this year, I think so too. It's going to be close. It's going to be fun. If it'll, the only way it's interesting is if Oregon wins the rematch, and then Bo Nix and Michael Penix are split. If Washington wins, then Penix gets it. If Oregon wins, then maybe Jaden Daniels gets it. Like, like, like that. That's just how we're going to work. Uh, that, that's how it has to work because it's tight. I like all the quarterbacks. None of them appear to be like douchebags or dudes that you wouldn't want to root success for. Uh, yeah, the one so. the one guy that is is no longer in the conversation. Who? Uh, Caleb Williams. What are you talking about? How, how do you not? For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts. So you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Root for him. Because he's a dude. You literally just said, "I none of these guys are douchebags." And the why do you think he's it, a douchebag? 
I mean, what the what has the guy not done to have been to to characterize himself as? He's just guy? a USC guy. Yeah, I never called Sam Hartman. Dude, dude, come on, man. The way the Sam, guy carries if himself, we're talking, the, the painting I think fingernails. I think Sam Hartman's a bigger douche what? than than Caleb Williams. What? Why? Because he looks good. The rib necklace. Oh, that makes him a douchebag, not completely that, bailing no. on your your media availability after a game. How about completely bailing on Wake Forest? The 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 BS that. What do you mean bailing? Yeah. On? Yeah, he was graduate. Yeah. Caleb Williams left Oklahoma. What are you talking no, about? God, he saw he saw what oh, he really was. Oh, you're such a, a hack. Such a you don't like Caleb Williams because he plays for USC and he's a little bit swaggy. My guy, my NFL team is in a position to draft him. So I, I hope it, they, I hope they don't. I hope Atlanta gets him. I hope I hope anybody. I hope the Giants you, don't get you him. Know so what's going, you know what's going. You know what's going to happen. By the way, you know what's going to happen. Arthur Smith's going to get one more year. And he's going to trade you for say that? Daniel Jones. He's going to trade for Daniel Jones. And Daniel Jones will be your starting quarterback next year. Why would you say that? Also, it's more likely to be Tannehill. Tannehill's going to retire. That guy is way over the hump. You well, are going to end up with Daniel Jones as your starting quarterback, and you're going to have to deal with it. I don't know why you think Caleb Williams. I, I You know what? He won't be on the board for where Atlanta's picking. You don't know how bad we could bomb this season. All right, we're not here to talk NFL. Um, I just, I, I, mean, I just caught you in a lie about Caleb, though. So I had to. What are you I, talking about? That's not a lie. What are you talking? Wait, you wait, don't really believe it. Yes, I do. The guy, he's a great football player. But what has he not done to have been characterized as being being an asshole? What has what? he done? Every step of the way. The, the are we way talking about the answers, finger paint, the fingernail the, painting, the, the fingernail cares? painting, the way Why? that he handles that himself in these in the in these post game press conferences, not even yeah. showing up for them. You think I don't, that know, I don't know if I'd show up to him either because what's the gain? What's the net benefit? You have a obligation to go to it. That's like skipping a meeting because you just – that's like if you had a project and you completely blew the project at work and then you said, I don't really want to show up for uh, – I don't really want to show up for this meeting. And then he you just don't need, go. He doesn't need to talk to the LA Times. Or the LA Weekly. All right. He, he's in a massive media market. Just be happy he's still playing games. Well, he's done now. I guess that's what his probably his mentality was is that I'm done. I'm just gonna peace. It's it is what it is. Um I think he's fine. I I do want to transition into this because we we did start talking about USC. Dan Mullen kind of talking shit on Twitter. Did you see this? What I did. He, he, he was right. He he brought up a very apt point that we might have the wrong Los Angeles head coach on the hot seat. I think that it's it's really strange that there's this expectation that UCLA thinks that they're going to go get a coach that's going to bring them to the Pac-12 and put them into a position to win the conference. I think that they're no longer at that same ceiling of where they used to be in that top five conversation every so often. I think that the best that they're going to be is a, is a three, maybe two lost team for what they have done this year with quarterback issues and a true freshman quarterback. And then just smoking USC. Why is he getting fired? He won't. You don't think he will after all the reports. They're smarter than that. They see how talented Dante Moore is. I, I think that chip Kelly with a quarterback of that caliber and what if, he needs to turn Dante Moore into a star over the offseason because next year will be his last year if it doesn't look like the quarterback 
that they were miraculously able to land the five star, four star, whatever he was. If next year he can show, look, we got this guy. I've already been working for him, working with him for a year. We don't want to mess it up. We are, we got a really good base. This is his pitch to, to UCLA, and this is why they're going to buy it. Next year, we know it's all turmoil, but we're going to have one of the best quarterbacks in our conference. So let us go out and get it. And then he's going to get another year. It's going to be fine. It's not going to be great, but it'll be better. So that's why UCLA is not going to ditch him. That's a good point because the reality of it is if they fire Chip Kelly, Dante Moore's gone. And I, I think yeah. that if, if UCLA is smart enough, they will try to see if they can get something out of this situation. I don't think that they are because I think it's, it's a very mediocre administration. But if they were smart, they're not, they're not going to touch another five-star anytime soon. I know that they got Josh Rosen a few years ago. But it's pretty hit or miss and inconsistent for them to end up with five stars. When you bring in a new head coach, you need to build a little bit of respect to be in the conversation to get a five-star recruit to come play for you. It's not going to be immediate. So if you want to lose that kid and you want to put Chip Kelly on notice, put him on notice. Let him know you got one more year. You got this supremely talented kid who did some good things. This team better be a three-loss team at minimum. I think to play devil's advocate, I would say, hey, here's the deal. He's a freshman. He's not a sophomore yet. He could have three years here. Could. They would take the shot at that. Could. this is? I said devil's advocate also. Yeah. We're going to give another guy a shot with him. Another guy that we think might be better. To but really he's not going to. There's no shot that that kid stays. No. He, like, from he, what I like Michigan or something like that. You go back for, closer to home. From what I heard from his recruiting path, because this this kid was at one point going to commit to Notre Dame. He then was in a position where he was committed to Oregon. He flips to UCLA. There's clearly – this isn't a guy who's not unwilling to to change decisions. Like he's going to flip and go with the best opportunity that presents itself for him to succeed. This is He's got no ties to UCLA. He's got none. He did it because it was the best opportunity for him to get on the field and there was monetary yep. value involved. But no, I, it, it's stupid to me because you look at Lincoln Riley in the, in the slop that's on the field right now. They they just, got USC, punched in the mouth yeah. and they gave up. USC looks like a program, uh, looks dysfunctional. They look dysfunctional top to bottom. And that is not what, like even bad programs with good coaches, you're like, well, there's still an operation here. Like there's still ways where they don't present themselves in an embarrassing way like boston college has not had a good team in a while you know there's other team virginia tech uva but they do things i name how many bad teams but we don't see them in dysfunction like this it's a next level especially when you have potential and potential creates expectations and expectations you should respect that you have them because that means that somebody believes that you're worth a damn. All right, cool. We all get the semantics of it. And we all, we're all on the same page there. But it looks dysfunctional. It looks like pickup ball. It, it looks like the players are just doing whatever they want. It looks like the coaches are just doing whatever they want. It, there's no, it, there appears to be no structure. And the entire offseason, we were all talking about where's the structure? Going into the year, we were talking about what's this team really going to look like? 
No one's ever said that in the last 10 years about Alabama. And they've had quarterback after quarterback, running back after running back, coordinator, Bill O'Brien in, out, in, out. You fail NFL, come on back. Go back into the NFL. Tons of turnover. No one's ever questioning stuff like that. USC, I, they do. I have a I have a strange take here. And okay, get strange on me. I think in the NIL era, a lot of people have said that USC would be one of the programs that's built to succeed in the NIL era. You know, you're in Los Angeles, you're going to be highly marketable, you're going to be a big, big brand. Sure. Uh, depending on what position you play. I, I'm I'm starting to think here as we're talking about this, it might be the opposite. I think that especially at USC, with all the money that comes into these kids' hands and the amount of money that they're making. It is one of those cities where you've only missed, you only visit it for a brief period of time. If you're a young kid in your 20s, there's a lot of distractions. You're going to get invited to parties and clubs and stuff where there's going to be Fun celebrities. Parties. Fun clubs. But, yeah. But you're going to be in the in the faces and around celebrities and, and all of these things. And it's one of those places where it's very easy to get caught up in the scene. And I think that, yes, there was an era where Matt Leiner and Reggie Bush were carted around like they were massive celebrities in the town. But I don't know if right now that this is not in a situation where these kids are getting paid and they're getting paid a lot of money by the by these NIL collectives, that it's not a situation that is far more distracting. That it's in a spot where you've got all this money flowing in and you can do whatever you want. It's unlike those early 2000s where you've got open cash and it's in front of everyone. Nothing's under the table. You're allowed to get away with anything that you want. It's, it's so different th- than from being mm. at the University of Georgia and that's all that's going on is the University of Georgia or at Alabama. And all that's going on is the University of Alabama. And you're in your hive and your collective instead of being in a massive city where everyone is just caught up in the scene. That doesn't happen in Tuscaloosa. That doesn't. That doesn't happen in Athens. That doesn't happen. Um, Athens has their own problems. In Ann Arbor. It, it, it doesn't. The, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. But I'm you get no, what I'm getting at? It's just I get what you're it's getting. so sceny that you wonder if maybe it's becoming such a distraction to try and succeed. Because that's what I see on the field. You bring up the really lack of organization where the players are doing whatever they want. I see that that mentality and that play style, the way that they play. A bunch of guys that are just out there playing for themselves. You know what? I think that's a very fair point. I think it's a, a, a unique observation of what could be taking place there. I think I don't. I, I shouldn't have had as lofty expectations for them. I really don't think I did. I don't. I don't recall if I had them in my stupid final four. USC yeah. hat all the time, and then I'll put it right back on. It. I don't care. I mean, it's still dumbass. Fun but bitch ass. The entire where where just don't even <laughs> start. I'm, I'm wardrobe stuff. I'm joking. When you came out dressed just like me on Sat on Friday night. That's and I get it. I'm like your fashion role model. Okay, never and, seen you wear that jacket before. And, and you also, actually called me out about where you know that I just got the jacket. I've had it for a yeah, year. Yeah, you did just get the jacket. Uh so I mean it's just when did you get your jacket? What you, also hey, I've had it for over a year. What were those you, words? Was you, it, you uh, catch yourself? We're in no you're, rush. You're attempting to call me out for wearing the same thing as you. Is that not a reflection of you that we were wearing the same thing? You're trying to say that there was something wrong. I had with- my fit on first. The only thing that was similar is that okay, actually, it was very similar. We we're both wearing corduroy jackets with white shirts. We look like we look well, like two losers. One of us was stunting in it, and one of us was not, because you got yours in cream. Well, yeah, it's the better color. No, it's not. Khaki's not the way to go. It's not khaki. It's a nice. It's almost like almond. 
It's khaki. It's like, mine is like it's almond. the color of Timberland boots. No, it's not. Mine's almond colored. Yours is cream. Yeah, cream looks better. I'm a. F- I think that cream colored clothing is fine. I'm wearing a traditional corduroy. Oh, traditional. Oh. Okay, now that we're just doing mocking voices, I, I'm, I'm not so- going to participate. I'm sorry. Yeah, now that I'm we're sorry. doing that, um, where even was I? Oh, oh the hat. Uh, that that's way out there. That was all. USC I mean, USC's entire season should have been what Colorado's September was. Exciting offense, team that flies around, celebrities on the sidelines. You're in LA. Bring it back. That's what we were all expecting. You got none it's of that. The opposite. You can't get people in the stadium. No one cares about the team anymore. The one chance you had to have a heartbeat of football in LA, and it's gone. The Chargers suck. The Rams suck. The Bruins suck, and the Trojans suck. Take the teams out of LA. They don't care about football in that town. They don't. And if you win, you better win and get to the playoffs because they're still not going to care. If you're if you if if the if USC ended up nine and three. There would be no uptick in ticket sales the entire season. They needed to be undefeated for yeah ten weeks. What and then what maybe we, you get some fans. I L A. I have an idea. I have football. an idea. We should okay. relocate USC football to Las Vegas. I I think that do it. <laughs> do it right how, now. How do we make this happen? Look, put them in the in the giant uh, in the sphere. Let's have them. I don't know if it's big enough. Put UNLV in Las. Just do a quick flip. UNLV. Probably a better team. That's an interesting uh, and then concept we could, to Then we could just here. do a flip. What's stopping that from happening? What is stopping them from playing in Reliance Stadium or what? Or Allegiant Stadium? Sorry, what's stopping? Is it Allegiant Stadium, dude? I I just like it when the stadiums are called Raider Stadium. I I don't know what they all are. Could, I know SoFi is LA. The stadium's overrated. I don't. It doesn't really make a lot of sense to me why they don't play in SoFi. But I mean, the call seems a dump. The only one who thinks that apparently. Um, other thoughts from the weekend. Uh, I want to bring up the what happened between Auburn and New Mexico State. So Auburn was upset by 21 points. They lost by 21 points to New Mexico State. Shout out to Jerry Kill for the performance they put out there. I think his name is going to be brought up in this coaching carousel after that game. Uh, nine and three, eight and three season this year, which is pretty pretty big accomplishment. I have to bring up though the epitome of the performance was um, was it was summed up by. It was summed up by a, a, a play where Diego Pavia turned the ball over or whatever, and he comes down to make a tackle on an Auburn defender. And he tries so hard to pick up this Auburn defender, fails horribly, throws him onto the ground, and one of the biggest fights ensues. And that was the catalyst for this game. That was the catalyst. I tweeted this out. It's just such an, like a simple comment. But it was so goddamn funny seeing that play and knowing how that game played out because – to have that mentality against Auburn and then for Auburn to retaliate that way against New Mexico state, the whole thing was just like a complete farce. Yeah. Diego Pavia does not care about you. And this is going to be revolutionary. Another entry is going into into the book book of Martinez. He is going into the book of Adrian Martinez and certified quirked up goats in college football. He pissed on his rival's logo. He took down Auburn. He is certified in the book of quarterback. 
quarterbacks. I love it. I love quarterbacks that that want to hit you. I love quarterbacks that talk trash. All of it is fun. It's way better. It's way better. Auburn. They should relocate to Vegas also. They should go to Vegas. USC should go to Vegas. And they should join. Those two should actually abandon their conferences. They should link up with Oregon State, Washington State, and the rest of the Mountain West. And we can have Chaos Conference 1.0. And that's what we get to have. And it's going to be fun. And tell me that wouldn't be a fun conference. I don't know what this pitch is, but sure. Auburn, USC, Oregon State, Wazoo, and the Mountain West, all in one. Awesome conference fun. That would be sick. And Auburn should be in the ACC. They're embarrassing. Oh. They're Damn, so you're going to air them out that bad? Why wouldn't I? Why um, wouldn't I? You, Hugh you Freeze up- is a clown. And they do something since Cam Newton. Do anything. You have the funds. You have the name. It's first year there. Give him a Who are they going to build with? They have a good recruiting class this upcoming year, man. I, I, I'm i more confident in them than I am in like Florida. I, I think that they're putting it. Florida also has a good recruiting class, so I can't I can't knock them. You brought up Oregon State, though. Yeah. I, I have to. We have to quickly just touch on this this video that anyone who hasn't seen it. Barstool posted it. Uh, everybody in college football is talking about this video on Sunday night. Um. There's this guy at the Oregon State Washington game who, clearly an Oregon State fan, is standing at one of those tables. It's um, the circular table attached to like a support yeah, beam. Yeah. Like if you had to set your hot dog down uh, uh, for a moment. It, yeah, right by the concessions. And, and this guy is just full stream, not even like pissing like a little bit, just like the hardest piss. Dude. And it is splattering. Like it is not, couldn't be any louder and more aggressive in the most just disgusting thing that I've, that I've seen in a football game this year. I, I mean, it's raining, so I guess it's not horrible. Uh, it, could, um, it could be worse. The strangest part about this video, though, is outside of the people who are recording this video and are just providing live commentary, like, what is this guy doing? Nobody, I mean nobody, is phased by this guy doing this. Is this just a regular occurrence in Oregon State? Is there something that I'm missing here that people just do this, where they just piss on the ground in front of them and nobody says anything? Uh, there's a lot of things that I love about this guy pissing out in public. A lot, especially in this instance. One, he looks like he's in the 40s range, and his stream is very strong. He's got a good, healthy prostate. Uh, that that That's good for this dude, and he's not forcing it. You know when you force it and then you get like the the shotgun spray if yeah. you're really pushing it. Yeah. This guy just has a, a, a natural, healthy, thick stream in his 40s. It's not slowing down. He's obviously drank a lot. He has to have drank a lot. I mean, he he's one lean forward from falling over this guy. Yes, but golly, this stream could touch eight feet if he really pointed it up and wanted yeah. to. If he really gave the thrust, he could get it there. Two, I like that it's so cold in Corvallis that the piss itself is steaming up from the ground. So we have the the visual of the uh, rainy, cloudy, foggy game, and then and that's above, and then below, hot steaming piss coming up from the floor because some drunk decided that this is the place that he's gonna go. 
He also, at <laughs> one point, Joe, I'm gonna just gonna flip my phone around just for a moment. I don't know Let if we know need here. To. I got you. Hold on. A guy's looking right at him. That's his buddy for sure, right? That's his buddy checking in and not stopping him. But, but there's but people facing him, looking at him that aren't even reacting. Like just nothing. Not Man. even a thought. I think he's actually holding a conversation with them. He is making this is eye contact, man. This guy's got it all. Really? It, it, he's obviously a waste of potential, right? He's obviously someone that has failed a couple times in life because you don't get to this spot without doing that. He's obviously I mean, executed, no this, <laughs> he's he's executed this more move before. <laughs> and you would actually wonder, there's that great Joe Burrow clip of, of a guy that was like, you know, talking about, yeah, I, I you know, I work in uh, uh, psychology and, you know, Joe Burrow has this trait where, uh, you know, his heartbeat never changes in a high pressure situation yeah. or low pressure situation. You either get really good athletes or you get serial criminals that are incredible. And he's like, thank God Joe Burrow using his powers for good. If this guy that's pissing in Corvallis was using his power for good, he'd probably be a millionaire. Because this, <laughs> he's obviously not. He would be very <laughs> successful if I, he wasn't getting this hammered. I because he's pissing flawlessly. Someone needs to hire this guy. Technique's perfect. Holding think, a conversation, found a good spot, and he's got. He's just. If I owned a business and I saw this happening, I think I'd, I'd hire him on the spot. I think that you bring up a really good point. I you think can't this guy's got that cold blooded. He's just got that cold blooded blooded trait that we just you just you need to have. That's true, but he's a wild card in this life. In another life, he's the president. In this life, he is a wild card, drunk in the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> All right. Oh maybe maybe the re reincarnation. He you know becomes a nice service dog or, or someone that really makes a change. But no. He is not making a change right now. But by the way, there's, there's a demographic of people that are upset over this individual doing this thing. It's like this is disgusting. All right, it is you don't know football, man. If you if you don't think that this is not part of the demographic of individuals that go to football games, and you don't think that this is most of the people at football games, you you need to get you need to go to a, to a college game because you clearly have not been to one. Uh, Big Iron is right on the money with what he we should not be doing. Uh, with this, this man. man in the military, nope. I bet he, I bet he's got a military background. He would That's go a really wall. Uh, he would not be, he would not be a serviceable service. Yeah, don't get this guy a gun for our United States. Uh, but Joe, what? Hold on, he took me off of it. What? What were you just saying about this non-distinguished jet? Oh, oh, a football guy. If you think that is disgusting, then you better call every one of your friends that's gone down to see the ball drop on Times Square and call them gross. Also, hmm. uh, because those people stand and they line up for hours and they just piss and they piss and they I, I i would argue if you piss in your pants and you wear a diaper you're more of a you're you're more of an abomination than this guy who just pissed in front of himself in the in, rain with the if able-bodied pissing in the diaper yeah i'll give the nod to the elderly it happens all right it happens but this dude menace in this life hero in another um before we wrap here any thoughts from the weekend uh from from our so we we didn't really get up to anything too crazy sean happened to buddies who were in the city happened to time up with me coming back to new jersey uh took training we linked up hung out with your boys uh i ended up dipping out early didn't want to stick around and paid the 120 dollars to uber all the way back to new jersey which was kind of stupid but you know that confused everybody 
because we were all having a really fun, really fun time. You a guys lot of laughs, a lot of drinks. Have, you didn't have to wake up at, at 7.30 the next day. Neither it did was you. two in the morning. Yes, I did. For what? To come back into the city to get my hair cut. Oh, oh so you left the city. But oh, 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 my bad. I'm I'm messing something up though. But you didn't have a, a bed available to you in the city. That's why you had to go home. No, you offered to let me. Oh, sleep I offered in your hotel you room. a bed yeah. in my hotel room with its own TV. I didn't want to be roaming around. All New York City is not the city that you want to be roaming around uncomfortable and grimy in the same exact shit you were wearing the day before. It's just not. I got you, brother. But you could have just slept. You could, and we could have just. We had a very fun time at the club afterwards. Uh, a lot of hijinks, a lot of action. You would have made it made our entry fee less if you were there. Oh, that's uh, why you guys are upset. No, but that. not even that. Not even that, because we were doing that anyways. It was just, hey, man, this night's great. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. It's going well. I already missed my train. The last train already left, and I'll just figure it out. We'll figure it out. Oh, hey, I'm out of here. We and I'm only saying that because we were having a genuinely good time. Okay, that's fair. To be fair, you know me well enough, and anyone who goes out with me knows me well enough. I do that every time. I just there's a random point in the night I check out and I'm gone. I got you. I feel you. I feel you. And maybe I almost Irish goodbye that thing. There's a chance I would have done that. That I, you know what? I'm a big fan of the Irish goodbye. I'm a big big fan of it. Maybe it's because you've been out in the city a little more than me. Uh, I know in DC when my limit ends, I'm like, I do not need to stay out in DC anymore. Like I, I get that Arlington too. Every, but new city for pretty new city for us. It was just, uh, Oh, thank you. Thank you. Big iron. Exactly. He's 35. It was two in the morning and I had to wake up five. It was a, oh it's a 40 God. minute drive back for a haircut. You can be hung over for a haircut. I was, I was exhausted good. making my way back. You know why? Cause you had a good night. You had a fun night. Yeah. And I'm not, I, I, I did three hours of sleep would not have been, been a good decision oh God. with my it, shirt just completely stuck to me. I didn't need that. You could take it. I had a shirt for you. Yeah, I would have looked like a clown wearing a, a ginormous T-shirt. I'm just saying uh, another, uh, just a quick point here. Okay. I had the best eggplant I've ever had in my life. I had a beautiful eggplant bag. I had a great, where? great gut call at the at the dinner place. Oh, the place where at my wife Freda or, or something like that. Yep. Um. Everyone else is talking about the peri peri chicken. Everyone else is talking about the Peruvian steak sandwich or the or the spaghetti with chicken meatballs. I'm like, you know what? All that stuff sounds good. But once I saw that there was an eggplant on baguette, that it was going to have some tomato on it, some cheese. On it, I'm just like, this is going to be the best thing that they have. And we're all doing a, a fa family style. So everyone got bites of everybody, everybody's stuff. I had the best dish. I had the best dish because I know what I'm doing. Big iron. It's not like that. <laughs> it was phenomenal. It was a phenomenal. I don't know what happened after I left. Dinner man. dish. You were there for that. You complained about the booth a minute. But you, your initial. You make a bad first impression. You make up with it with with the third through the sixtieth. Your first impression. You came in guns blazing. I can't fit in this booth. I can't. Can you give move? me any space. It's a four person booth. We had five. It's going to be tough. Tough. All right, it was, good it, was it was good. It was fun. It was fun. Good night to good night good seeing you. Yes, yes. I didn't. I your, did not think I'd see you. And your knowledge of the year. city. God, you saying I have none? Yeah, we had about the same level.
That's not true. You wouldn't have been able to figure out the subway system if I didn't take us on it. I would have taken a cab. It's a waste of money. At Joe DeLeon, at Sanderson Radio, wherever you can find your podcast. At what radio? At Sanderson Radio, wherever you can find Thank your podcast. You. Thank you for tuning in. We will be back later on in the week with our preview episodes. Stay tuned and enjoy the rest of your weekend. <laughs> For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.